Hello. And Hello. welcome back <laughs> to um who are we? Watch once never again. The podcast where we disturb ourselves for some reason, um, by watching these movies so you don't have to. I am Dax. And I am Mary Beth. And I am hoping that um when I said hello, everybody thought of Mrs. Doubtfire. I I exactly did, so Good. That's all I want. Um, speaking of disturbing, real quick, Dax, um, you know what's disturbing right now? Uh, the entire world. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Talk about it. Specifically the United States of America, as the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, therefore, um, rolling back protections that, uh, abortion protections on getting abortion procedures and reproductive care. And a lot of states now, abortion is already illegal. And it's really fucking terrifying for... It should be terrifying for everybody, but even more specifically with people with uteruses who are able to get pregnant. Uh, yes. And I, I do want to clarify, um, abortion is still legal in many states. Um, yes. So if if you or like somebody that you know needs an abortion, there are many states where it's still legal, but there are um, a few states where it's completely banned now there are there are a few other states where um i think that they had bans that just went into effect and um some that are going to go into effect yeah yeah there's so just do do your research about where you live because some states they immediately went into effect when roe v wade was overturned overturned there are some states where it's in the next 30 days um so, you know, just keep it like just, you know, do your research on that. And also, if you are looking, if you need an abortion and you live in a state where it's legal, please look into abortion funds. Um, these abortion funds can help give you transportation, can help lodging, pay for food and all of this stuff. So the process is as, you know, as like as, le- as little trauma as possible. And everyone please donate to abortion funds. You don't need to donate to Planned Parenthood. They have enough money. Abortion funds are the people who are on the, like that money is going to go to helping people get access to safe abortions. So please. And also I, I ignorantly tweeted that if there was anyone out there who wanted help getting an abortion, that I'd help them in Maryland. I am not a trained professional. Please contact abortion funds. Don't contact random people on the internet saying they'll help you. We are not trained professionals. We do not have the right access. Please go to an abortion fund. I'm actually, you. I am a trained professional, and you are. A tra- and see, Dax is a trained professional, so he can talk about it better than I can. But I just wanted to acknowledge that I made a tweet like that and was like, "No, I am part of the problem. Don't listen to me. <laughs> Do not listen to me getting angry and not doing my research before tweeting something. I am. I am only human." <laughs> As we all are. Um, I did work in abortion care. Actually, I was somebody... I scheduled appointments and I found funding for people. You're Um, a bad bitch. (laughs) Thank you so much. That was, like, my favorite thing to do um, was find funding for people. And um, I also... This wasn't, like, part of my job. It's just I liked to do it. Um, I would, like, not counsel people, but just, like help people like talk a little bit about what they were feeling like if they didn't have anybody to talk to i also had to um intervene in certain cases like where there was abuse going on um but one of the other things that i did was i helped 
find like transportation and stuff for people and that wasn't part of my job it was just like i like to do it like if i had time um and somebody was really stuck um so there are like you said there are organizations where their whole thing is that they provide transportation to people Mm -hmm. um there are people who will like help you get across state lines if you need it um i exactly what you said i would try to go to um local places rather than planned parenthood planned parenthood is great but they do have all the funding that they need um let's think some some places off the top of my head are like um nnaf um the national network of abortion funds yes there's more locally um there are there's what's it called they just changed their name it used to be the women's medical fund i believe now it's called abortion funds of pennsylvania maybe okay um just to be more inclusive there's there's a baltimore abortion fund as well and the dc Mm -hmm. abortion fund and again those are all the near us on the east coast but there are a bunch of places and again like planned parenthood i think is okay also for patients but in terms of also money like they don't need your money like in terms of donation money like they're good yeah and like there are uh, of course like i would really if you can try to get your money to southern places like yes um if i remember correctly like more towards the south there's like um the arc like access reproductive care um southeast i believe they're called um there's just there's so many i I, i'm not gonna sit here and name all of them but um of of course i would try to get your money to like a southern place or like a midwest sort of place um because people do forget that the midwest is also affected by this so um i don't know i didn't have anything prepared so i'm i'm sorry (laughs) that that was it i just wanted to address it off the top just because you know it's fucking important to talk about it and to hopefully with a small platform tell people correct information or at least something close to correct information dax you are a trained professional so your word means a lot so i don't i don't work in it anymore um yeah but i am still very much in contact with everybody there i still have a lot of the information like i still keep it um all of the like phone numbers and resources and stuff um for different places like across the country um because you never know who will need it and of course like if anybody needs help and doesn't have someone to talk to like in their own life um if you're not sure like what to do where to go hit me up um i know a thing or two about a thing or two and if i don't then i will get you in touch with somebody who can help you oh yeah um and we'll of course link stuff um in the show notes we secretly do that sometimes just to test out who reads the show notes (laughs) (laughs) and by we i do mean me (laughs) yes um so yeah we we can do that and i'm glad you brought that up yeah just it's a shit show but sure we is. are very pro-abortion here on this podcast, in case anyone ever doubted that. I hope you didn't, but just in case. Yep. <laughs> I think we've talked about you working in abortion care before, so. 
Probably. Yeah. I'm sure we have. So, this movie that we were talking about today and the continuation of our animation series is weirdly relevant, I think, to what's going on. Not in terms of abortion, but in terms of uh, control of bodies. Um, We, today, watched the 1973 film Belladonna of Sadness. Belladonna. (gasps) Belladonna. 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 Um, Emma? Max, I have something to tell you that you can cut out. Oh, yes. My edible just hit, so I'm feeling very silly as a warning. I'm, I'm definitely going to keep that in. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can. It's up to you. But as singing Belladonna like that, I'm, wow, that was incredible. Anywho. I certainly will keep it in. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you if I'm misremembering. Did you say this is one of your favorite movies of all time? Um, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm remembering correctly. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> I have questions. That's all. I just have That's questions. fair. That's very fair. And I actually, watching it this time, I didn't like it as much as I did the first time I watched it. Um, Had you only which, seen it once? Yeah. Recently, though. I had watched it recently. Okay. Um, but it. But also, if I'm remembering correctly, you were quite high. Oh, yeah. And this time I watched it very sober. I see. So that might... I was also thinking about that. I'm pretty sure that has something to do with it. We can also talk about this. Yeah, I think... Yeah. <laughs> we can also talk about sure this. sure did. Um, but before we, t- you know, dive into all of that that business, do you want to read this fucking crazy-ass synopsis for this movie? Sure. Um, how... Okay. Quick question. Can we just say Jean and, like, Jean for their names? Jeannie and Jean. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say... Yeah, I'll just say John and Jean. Cool. Um, yeah, because I was trying... I was also thinking about that. I'm like, they literally have the same fucking name. <laughs> which is something that I want to talk about. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay, so... This one's definitely from Wikipedia. <laughs> like... <laughs> Can't emphasize that enough. Um, okay. So it says <laughs> uh, Jean and Jean are newlyweds in a rural vi- village in medieval France. But on. Je- oh my god, I'm already fucking it up. <laughs> Jean's wedding night, she is brutally gang raped in a ritual deflowering by the local baron and his courtiers. She mm. returns to Jean terrified and he attempts to calm her by saying they can start over from that moment shortly after they embrace however uh jean strangles jean to a state of unconsciousness ashamed he flees outside their home that night jean begins to see visions of a phallic headed spirit who promises her power the spirit tells her it heard her calling for help and that it can grow as big and powerful as she wants it to as a result, the couple's fortunes rise even as famine strikes the village and the baron raises taxes to fund his war effort. Formerly exhausted by his life of menial labor, John is elevated to the role of tax collector. But the baron cuts off John's hand as punishment when he could not extract enough money from the village, leaving him miserable and drunk. Um, okay. The... <laughs> The sorry, it's just so wild. The spirit visits Jean 
once again having grown in size and rapes her in exchange for more riches. Although she submits her body, she attests that her soul still belongs to Jean and to God. Shortly after, Jean takes out a large loan from a usurer, usurer, that's a hard word, and sets herself up in the same, in the same trade, eventually becoming the true power in the village. The Baron returns victorious from his war, and his wife, envious of the respect and admiration Jean received, calls her a witch and turns the villagers against, against her. Running from the mob, Jean tries to return home to Jean, but he refuses to open the door and she's assaulted. That evening, when soldiers come to arrest her, she flees into the nearby forest. In the wilderness, she finally makes a pact with the spirit who reveals himself to be the devil. She's granted magical powers and returns to find the village has been infected with the bubonic plague. Jean uses her powers to create a cure for the disease, and the village flocks to her for aid. Having won their favor, Jean presides over... I've never seen this word, but... Orgiastic. Yeah, orgiastic. I've never seen... That's a good word. I'm going to remember that for Scrabble. Um, (laughs) Jean presides over orgiastic rites among the villagers. Oh, does she? A page who is in love with the Baron's wife, who looks like a lesbian, but is apparently a dude, um, begs Jean... Begs Jean to help him seduce her. She gives him a potion that causes the Baron's wife to accept his advances, but the Baron catches his wife sleeping with the page and kills them both. Perturbed, oh, there's that word. Perturbed by Jean's power, uh, the Baron sends Jean to invite her to a meeting. The couple reconcile, and Jean accepts the invitation. In exchange for sharing her cure for the plague, the Baron offers to make Jean the second highest noble in the land, but she refuses, saying she wishes to take over the entire world. Angered at her refusal, the Baron orders Jean uh, burnt at the stake. Jean is killed by the Baron's soldiers when he tries to retaliate, which angers the villagers. As Jean is burned, the faces of the villagers transform into Jean's, fulfilling a priest's warning that if a witch is burnt while her pride is intact, the evil in her soul will survive and spread to influence everyone around her. Centuries later, the influence of Jean's spirit initiates the French Revolution. (laughs) Uh, That's the end. That's the end. That's how it ends. Um, So, quick question. What the fuck? (laughs) Y'all, I literally out loud, I said this. I was like, I'm never letting her pick everything again. I'm never letting her pick everything again. I can't. This is the first time you've ever had this reaction, and I'm so excited. <laughs> what the? Because I did it. I did it. I did it. Me. Oh my god. Because <gasps> we're, we're done. You... No more of this. Have no you more of the podcast. Ever seen something that is so aggressively not for you that you don't even know how to react to it? You're just there because <laughs> that's how I felt. 
like the whole from from literally the moment it started i was like oh boy <laughs> oh, i can't even talk I can't, i'm so sorry <laughs> it was just like oh god it's like so you, aggressively you me, not for you me gave me this you gave me this power I know, that was I ruined my it. mistake. Yeah. <laughs> my mistake. Well. Um, oh, okay. Whew. So I want to... Oh, I was just crying. Holy shit. I want to know everything. Like, okay. Okay, I know the first time you saw it, you were exceedingly high. I want to know about that. I want to know why it was your favorite movie, and I want to okay. know why you didn't like it as much as time. Before I answer your question, can I give a little bit of background on it before we jump in? Of course. Um... Because I just think it's really, it's I think it's really fascinating because it's really it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting kind of following in the chronology of like of like Perfect Blue or like the like the preceding Perfect Blue. So last time, last episode we talked about how like the guy who made Astro Boy, Asuma Tezuka, was like father of anime. Um, he worked on the two movies before this one that there's a trilogy called the anime Rama trilogy. And these are the first kind of anime movies made to show that animation isn't just for kids. So they were meant to be like adults. And the first two Tezuka signed on and they were like, you know, they were adult, but a little bit more straightforward. And then he exited the project for the third one and just gave it to the director, who is Ichi Yamamoto. And this guy just went fucking nuts. He, this movie is literally, it's like, it's barely animation. <laughs> like, let's be perfectly honest. It's a lot of, like, painted backgrounds yes. and, like, voiceover. And there are some, like, very beautifully animated parts, but, like, it's very much, like, a fever dream. It doesn't progress and like, the way a normal animated movie does. Like, it's just a lot of montages with prog rock behind it. Like, a lot it of... It sure is. Yeah. So I just want to give that little bit of that background, because I think it's really interesting that the guy who basically invented anime helped start the project and then exited. So it's, like... I don't know, it's just interesting how it kind of sits in this chronology of animation and what animation is and what this movie is, which is uh, obviously not not great for you. <laughs> and am I wrong or did this did this movie bankrupt the studio? Oh, this movie definitely bankrupted the studio. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> you know, I can see that for it. I can see that it happening is uh a lot and so i'm curious like you curated these we usually okay so everyone knows we usually curate the films in a certain order for a certain reason though i guess we don't normally go into why um why did why did you choose this one to go after perfect blue when this one came out before perfect blue so i think perfect blue was that's a really good question dax um, I think the th so Belladonna of Sadness is like so unique and singular in what it is and I don't think it gives you a good idea of what more contemporary animation is like so instead of like going completely chronologically through I kind of wanted to pick a more contemporary more anime kind of looking movie to kind of set that tone and kind of you know 
you already know what that is and kind of I feel like it's kind of a bridge into the more abstract stuff you know what I mean because I feel like going mm. right into Belladonna of Sadness is like a very jarring way to like st- <laughs> to start the series <laughs> like I thought it was because I was thinking about starting with this one but I was like I think we need to start with something that's a little bit more conventional and that's saying a lot because Perfect Blue is not conventional yeah that makes sense now that you say that because yeah, um... I feel like if we watch this first you'd be like Mary Beth we can't do this <laughs> like you cannot <laughs> and like you know what just shut it down just, just shut, shut it down. down we don't need it Mary Beth this was the terrible suggestion what the fuck is wrong with you you're not gonna be happy with me for the rest of the time either <laughs> the last two are terrible no you know um you know I first of all I think that's a really smart way to have curated this because you're right um Perfect Blue while it is unconventional by like anime standards that like someone like I like someone like me like where I don't know anything about anime I tried once 20 years ago to watch it um so like yeah that is more familiar and then going like backing up and seeing this I can see how something like this informs Perfect Blue but yeah you're right that would have been a very difficult (laughs) transition um I I think that well one of the last two is something that I really wanted you to choose. The content of this one is not... Okay. I was not a fan of the content of this one, but okay. that's not exactly why I it didn't resonate with me. Like I like I said, as soon as it started, I just, I just immediately knew this isn't for me. I gave it a chance, and I watched the whole thing. Um, but it was just like... Sometimes you just know. sometimes you just know like this one was not meant for me it's it obviously has an audience i mean i just knew and like there are things i liked about it i'm it it wasn't like a trash movie i'm just not the audience for it but i know it has an audience because like a lot of people love this movie and it is a criterion movie right um, it was on the Criterion channel. I don't believe they're so they don't, it's not like officially in the collection. Okay. I see. Well, we can get into it. So, um, what made you love this movie so much the first time you watch it apart from the drugs, which um, I, I suspect was a very large part. <laughs> well, so, okay. So this was a movie that I had heard about a lot. And had always wanted to watch, but just, like, never got to it. And I knew it was a pretty graphic representation of sexual assault. Which is actually why I was really interested in it. Because something that I am really interested in in my research and in my writing um, is rape revenge stories. Like, stories around sexual assault. And so, you know, that kind of immediately piqued my interest. And it was animated from the 70s. So I was like, fuck yeah, this, like, checks all of the boxes of things I like. So my fiance wasn't home and I was like, all right, it's, this is the time to watch this shit. So I was very stoned and I watched this movie and I was just like, I mean, this is the perfect movie to watch high. It's just like a lot of colors and like psychedelic rock and weird things happening that don't totally make sense. And a lot of music. And it's, it is to me a really fascinating rape revenge movie. And I don't, yeah, I, I basically I read this movie as a really fascinating twisted rape revenge story, but like in a in a way where it's not like 
satisfying. Like, there's no catharsis in it. And I think that's really fascinating to me, like a rape revenge story with zero catharsis. Um, And I still feel that way, but there are some things I've kind of changed my mind about a little bit in terms of, like... In terms of how she doesn't really have any agency in this movie. Yeah, that was a problem that I had also. And, like... I don't know. It's like, it's hard for me to like totally explain it because I understand there's like this whole, this horrific lack of agency. Like this fucking woman is raped multiple times in this movie and she, she's trying to get that. She's getting this power and getting this power. And it's this like, I don't know. There's something about it that I just really, it's like really fascinating to me that like it's messy and not like a perfect rape revenge story because the only way she's getting these powers is she's basically getting raped rapes by the devil repeatedly like this little phallic monster ends up being the devil and the devil is a penis which is fucking hysterical because that's if that's not like a fucking men are evil pieces of shit metaphor then i don't know what the fuck else is oh i just i she's such a fascinating character to me so yeah i i I was trying to figure out how to talk about this today because i was thinking about it a lot while i was watching it and being like this movie is so fucking complicated to me And, like, I know on the surface it really is just, like, so this woman gets treated like shit for an entire movie and, like, everything is terrible for her. Like, that's a pretty, pretty, I think, valid way to read this movie. But I also think there's something really fascinating going on there with, like, agency and discovering sexual freedom throughout, like, despite trauma. But then also, like, how revenge is always so, it's, like, it's so conditional. It's not as straightforward as you think. And, like, what does her having power really mean like is it her power does she have any agency here or is she just like a pawn and is getting treated like shit um i don't know i just it's really fucking fascinating to me it is fascinating i I can't argue that like there i think for me the the way that i interpreted it 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 just seemed so it just it seemed like no women were consulted at all, um, except for in the hiring process to hire like voice actors. Um, it just I don't know. It like weirded me out. Like honestly, it weirded me out to see. And I I don't want to be, you know, unfair to the movie at all. Um, but. It almost seemed like it was getting off on the rape mm-hmm. stuff. And okay. I, I, I didn't like that. I mean, it's just it's just difficult um, to even talk about. Because, one, there are so many rape scenes. Um, yeah. But, you know, like the animation in the first rape scene, which I hated... Um, the, I hated the scene, not the animation. I liked the animation in that because I understood, like, this is how she feels. So in that moment, it's like, um, she's like being cut in half, like bilaterally. Mm-hmm. And then, um, her body completely rips apart and like outcome all these, I want to say bats, right? Um, it's like it's the it's the Baron and his court, and they like it's like in her head she sees them as these fucked up bats. Yeah, I liked that. I, I hated the scene, like I said, because I don't want to see that. 
but um, the animation I liked. The animation overall, I really liked. I mean, <laughs> my friend was with me, and he, <laughs> um, he he was saying that the movie seemed lazy, and I I wasn't arguing with him. I was just like, I don't think that's fair to say necessarily, because um, I know that I'm pretty sure this movie took like six years to make. Yeah. Um, so like, that's not something that necessarily happens when you're being lazy. I see what he meant a little bit. Like, he's like, well, it's all like still and there's just voiceover on it. But the still photos were so like beautiful to look at. Um, I, I, I think I like it better. Like still, you know what I mean? Like not moving like animation as we would think of it um and they very like they're all watercolor looking and stuff and there there is some animation um but most of it is like still photos um and i could see what he meant in that regard like when i thought about it afterwards i'm like i don't know it <laughs> It seemed like the story wasn't actually well thought out, especially for being something that was done over six years. Um, I, I don't know if that's unfair to say, but to me, it's not like I didn't think it was just this woman gets tortured and then bad stuff like that's the end, like she gets burned as a witch. But I could see how someone would read it that way for sure. Yeah. And it felt... It felt like a man's version of what he thinks feminism is. And that is kind of, like, icky to me. Because, I mean, this is the 70s. It's like a... It's like a... When I don't know, when I try to think of like a cis het guy in the 70s like interpreting feminism, um I'm sure a lot of guys got it pretty correct, but this seems like I wish I had a better way of saying it. it well, it, it it's, just... I mean, like, it's also through the it's through the lens of how 1970s Japan was processing, like, the the women's, like, like women's movements and women's empowerment. You know what I mean? Like, they had, and I, I, I honestly don't know a lot about, like, that kind of era in terms of, like, gender politics and stuff, but this was kind of, I think, their attempt at interpreting it. And... I don't think they did a good job with that. I think attempt is a good word because yeah, to me, so I guess I'm, not, I'm like struggling to find the words, but I think what I'm trying to say is that it seemed like a guy was like, here's what feminism is. These women have like suffered um, like sexual assault and stuff. And now they want power. And like it almost, I think this is probably unfair what I'm going to say, but it almost to me seemed like it was saying that you needed to go through that bullshit in order to gain that power. And I don't think that's fucking true. Yeah. Um, like, 
I, I don't know. It just, it was very off-putting to me. I, I wish that I could find the words. Um, but I'm really struggling with it because it's just like, it. there's just something off about it. And I, I guess I can't really find the words for it. Yeah. But it, it just really, to me, read like a guy in like was just like this is what feminism probably is <laughs> like yeah it's a little more complex than that i i don't know and i don't like even just the way that it's described on the wikipedia art article is like kind of weird to me like um what did it say it like it says the evil in her soul will survive and spread to influence everyone around her so now what is the truth? I know that's not the movie, that's the Wikipedia article, but like, um, like, is, is she evil or is she powerful? Like, cause I don't think that the movie necessarily wants her to be both things, right? Yeah. And I don't really ever see her as evil. Yeah. So whoever wrote that, maybe that's just their way of saying it, but like, I don't know. It just... I wish I could find my words. I know I'm like struggling over here, but no, you're fine. I don't know. I just didn't like it. It, it was off-putting to me. Fair enough. I wanted to like it. I also was very surprised. I didn't expect it to be about France oh. um, at all. Yeah, that. The, Even though it's like the, in the, the part where it title. ends with the French Revolution is so fucking weird to me. I was like, what? What? It, it always throws that part always throws me off. I'm like, what is happening? Like, what is this? What are you doing? Yeah, and it's so weird. Like, look, everything you're saying about this movie, I very much understand. Something about it weirdly resonates in my weird lizard brain. I don't know why, because everything you're saying makes total sense. But the ending like, is don't... for sure fucking bizarre. Like, what the fuck are you talking? That was really, really unexpected when I saw that. I was I like, now what ended, are you saying? I forgot it ended like that. I was like, oh, fuck, that's how that ends. Yeah, I, I, I was like, why? Like, I don't understand how you're getting there. Like, are you, like, I just don't, I don't, I don't get how it got there. Like, I know it showed me, but um, I, think, I'm, I must so have missed class at that it, time. It's just like this, such as this weird fucking way of being like, and the rage of women lived on forever, and women like I was like, yeah, is this the female spirit, like what the fuck are you talking about? Like that part really did not make any sense to me. I was like, you should have just ended this like two minutes earlier, and this would have been a very like a much different ending, a much different vibe, other than like, wait, huh? Yeah, that's exactly it. Sorry if you can hear the rain. I'll edit it out. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, if it had ended with just all of the women's faces, or the villagers, I guess, um, faces turning into hers, like, I would have liked that a lot more. But then it had to add in that extra step of, like, and then the revolution. And it's like, are you, so what are you saying? What? Are you saying that the French Revolution was led by, like, satanic witch feminists like I, I i don't know how they're getting there i, I, I th the way i interpreted it interpreted it was <laughs> like okay 
it's like she embodies like the feminine spirit and that like that spirit has just been imbued in women for, like, for generations and it's not they're not witches but they somehow are like in- I don't know if this makes any fucking sense maybe I'm stretching there's like something about them or like that rage is passed on in a way like it, it not like in a supernatural way but just like in kind of like intergenerational trauma kind of way yeah and and to be clear, I wouldn't have a problem if it was in a supernatural way. And I don't have necessarily a problem with equating witchcraft and feminism and sat- Satanism and stuff like that. Um, because, it, like, I understand, I, I guess, maybe I'm just ignorant of, like, Eastern culture and I don't understand how they're interpreting Western culture. Uh-huh. Um... But, like, I don't have a problem necessarily with those things, like, Satanism, feminism, you know, supernatural power. Yeah. Uh, Because I understand that, I guess. And um, also, I like movies like The Witch, right? Yeah. Which is very similar. I mean, if if you look at The Witch in a certain way, you could probably make the case that Belladonna of Sadness could have influenced it in some way. Because yeah. this, and this is just like off the top of my head, so yeah. it's not a fully thought out theory. But like, you know, Thomason does um, endure a lot of strife, as does the rest of her family, um, just like Belladonna and the villagers. Um, I think that there's not really like an evil overlord in The Witch, but at the end, she does become like powerful through her femininity. Um, that had been they were trying to suppress that at a point right or her sexuality really yeah um you know i think part of why belladonna of sadness was off-putting to me was the sexuality part because she was being raped so many times but there were times where she seemed to be okay with it and that was like very upsetting to me and like i don't want to police how other people experience things of course but like in the context of this movie it felt like icky to me again because it felt like a bunch of guys were like dude here's this like sexy movie yeah she gets attacked but like it's also sexy yeah like i I don't know it was so fucking weird to me and i think me i watch it on a weird very terrible day one of the worst days of my life um, that probably did not fucking help. It didn't help, but I don't think it colored my experience as much as, like, you might think, you know? Like, I just think, okay. like, I just didn't, it just didn't get me, and I didn't get it. And I'm really, I'm like, I know I'm struggling so much with finding words to describe how I feel, but it's just like, because I don't understand what it's saying. It, I think it's trying to say too much. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not really making any point to me. And I think it wants to. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Like, like would you say this is, like, a feminist movie? Because I think it wants to be. Uh, I don't know if I'd go so far to say it's a feminist movie. And, like, and like the... Yeah. I wouldn't say that. It's weird because like I see this as, I see this as a very fascinating rape revenge movie. 
but I do not think it is like an explicitly feminist movie. I think there's a way to look at it and like reclaim it a little bit, but I again that's how I read it. But I think it's really hard to like look at this as like a straightforward text and be like, yeah, this is a feminist movie because like it's not like there's a lot of titties in it, like a lot of weird nipple grabbing, like the devil is a dick and like goes inside of her like it's not feminist whatsoever. (laughs) And yet I still love it, Dax. What the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) You can. And I think those things can be feminist, like given a certain context, but I don't think in this context that they were. To me, it felt like it was trying to, it felt like the movie was trying to um, be outrageous, like it was trying to push buttons, so it was like, yeah. and you know what else? Orgy. Like, all these orgies. Very long orgies in her hair. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, like, are you saying that she had, I, you know what? I know I've been struggling this whole time. I think what's icky about it is, to me, it kind of read like it was saying that she needed to be raped so that she could find and reclaim her sexuality and then her power. And I don't like that. And I know there are other movies that do similar, but I don't think I've seen or and or liked a movie where it straight up says that to me. Interesting. Like, I... I guess the closest that we've seen would maybe be the Nightingale. Oh, yeah. But but I don't think it's quite the same because the Nightingale doesn't spend the whole time um, being like, and then she fucks this way, and then she fucks this way, and there's a dick, and she likes it. And, like, you know, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, like I said, those things can be feminist. I don't think just because there are tits or whatever that it's not feminist but i think it needs a certain context and i don't think this was the context at least in my opinion and like i said i really struggled with this movie overall so maybe i'm misinterpreting things or misunderstanding things i mean Um, it's a divisive movie like this is not like a movie that's like it's not like a, a movie that people like wholly agree on for yeah, definitely. Both re- a... I think that both of us have very valid reasons for liking and disliking it because I think that is exactly like the comparisons I've seen of like people being like people like me being like, I yeah, that that's rad, and then other people being like, No, that's fucked up. And it's like, yeah, you're right. Like, it's true, it's fucked up. But something about its fucked upness fascinates me. And maybe there is something wrong with me. Probably. Um I don't yeah. think so because I think we're both <laughs> I think you know what? I think we're both saying that it's fucked up. Like, you're, like, more like it's rad and I'm more like it's fucked up. But I also think both of us are like, but it is a little fucked up. But it is a little rad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, it's like, you can't, it's like. <sighs> I'm not that's, firmly but that's against that's exactly it. It's like, it's like, I feel like no matter where you land, you can acknowledge why like you like you're like i know i understand why it's fucked up or why it's gorgeous like it's not a movie where you're like no there's no i cannot see either side of the argument it's like no it it all makes sense why we feel this way (laughs) yeah and i'm very rarely am so black and white about a movie where i'm like nope there's absolutely (laughs) nothing redeeming about it i i don't think that i i don't i can't think of any movie where i feel like that so, like, I hope I'm not coming across that way because that's no. not how I feel. It's just, like, um, I don't know. It's icky. And I, f- I do think it's very interesting that, like, 
I'm the one saying it. It's a little icky, and and you're the one who really likes it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I see what you're saying. I and I can see the way, um, that it can be interpreted. You know, the way that you're saying as like a rape revenge. Um, and yeah. in a way, it is like I can't argue that like she gets raped and then has her revenge. <laughs> like pretty cut and dry there yeah um how it goes about it not my favorite but fair enough again what do i know i i truly when i say that it threw me for a loop that it was about france like (laughs) medieval france i was just like wait and and that's me being stupid because it's in the title i'm sorry i did this to you it's fine. It's just, it's honestly, and you know what? Part of, I think part of why I'm struggling so much is because, like, I knew it'd be, like, a little trippy because you told me that, but I didn't realize it would, like, be so trippy where the narrative is kind of, like, hard to follow. Uh-huh. Um, it's not, like, a movie the way we usually think of movies where it's like it's an experience here's a story and here's how the story goes and beginning middle middle and end like it somewhat does that but yeah it is an experience and i'm not the kind of person who really like likes like experience movies like that necessarily oh, it depends but like okay and i i just don't like like for instance right I'm about to say something controversial yet brave. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Um, I never really liked Pink Floyd's The Wall <laughs> that much. Oh my um, god. There are parts of it I like. Oh my but god. It's just like uh I just I'm I think I'm t- I'm more of a direct person where okay. like I appreciate just like a plain old narrative and very rarely am I going to be like, yeah, I like the movie where it's just colors and sounds. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Very rarely. And maybe that's just me being a painfully sober person. Um, no, that's also fair. That's also it was just hard for me to get behind. And really hard for me to understand, especially given, like, I mean, the animation is really cool, but, like, that's not something I would seek out where it's like, psychedelic and um (laughs) yeah there is like prog rock behind it and it's just like what the fuck and (laughs) and don't forget it's psychedelic and there's prog rock behind it and we're in medieval france like i'm so lost i love how much the medieval france tripped you up because why like i i know why it's based on a it's based on a true story (laughs) i can't believe i just said that (laughs) i know i know it's it's, it is legitimately based on like a legend or some shit like yeah it's um by michelet right sure which is another thing altogether because that ties into feminism because if i'm if i'm remembering this correctly if only i was sitting in front of a computer and i could look it up um i think it's michelet yeah was kind of like a feminist for the time but the reason he was like a feminist was because he wanted to make women better like wives for 
men. So, like, is that feminism? I don't think so, but he was, like, pretty progressive. Like, you know, he, he, like, wanted equal rights for women. He wanted women to be educated. But it wasn't because he cared about women. It was because he cared about men. Yeah, wait. Is that feminism? Like, uh, and and oh, I think that's a, part of oh, why... Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of what colored my interpretation of this of this film, because I knew uh, it was based on that. Okay. Um, and I know a little bit about... Not a ton, but I know a little bit about the history, and I'm just like, well, that kind of says a lot to me. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I you didn't know? actually know that context. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just aggressively not for me it really reminded me of um did you ever see that movie valerie and her week of wonders no i haven't okay well if you like this movie you might like that movie i bought that for the criterion sale every year i just buy movies like that i've never seen before for my collection and then i watch them i don't want i don't I mean, sometimes I'll buy stuff that I've already seen, but, like, usually that's how I find new movies is, like, I just buy it. We are sick in the head. You do it too, right? Oh, yeah. I 100% do. Oh, <laughs> I fuck think, yeah. There's, like, a bunch of shit legally, on my shelf. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I think legally for the Criterion sale, you have to do that. Like, <laughs> You're, they will, <laughs> they will they, arrest you. They will Barnes arrest you. You will go to jail. <laughs> Yeah, people don't know that about Barnes Noble. There's a prison in the back. A Bastille, if you will. See, I know French. Oh my god. Should I keep going? Yes. There's a prison in the back of Barnes Noble. And they're like, you already seen this movie? Get, go to jail. Go to jail. Straight to jail. To the back room. And then there they force you to read Fifty Shades of Grey for the rest of your life. Oh my god. Anyway. Wow. Thank you so much. That was the best. That was incredible. That was the laugh I needed. You know, I got jokes. You got jokes. It's all I'm good for. My dude. I have yet to have another redeeming quality. Hey. But you all benefit. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Are we, to build on our sadness? I don't, I don't, what else do we have to say? I don't know, because, <laughs> because it was all pictures. <laughs> like, right? Uh, <laughs> it was and then a, a narrator. There's a lot of watercolors. Yeah, it was all pictures, and then the narrator comes in every, like, five minutes, and is like, and here's this part of the story, and then you keep going. And uh, don't forget the prog rock. Also, like, like, orgies. For minutes on end. There's lots of penises. Yeah. Yes. And then randomly, the last photo from the French Revolution is like one of those like um <laughs> renaissance looking paintings. Yeah, it's incredibly different art style. Like what's going on here? They had 6 years to make that final image. That's what they did. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Well, what, what fucking shit do you got me watching next? <laughs> 
Oh, I really want to watch that. <laughs> I've never seen that before. <laughs> Have you seen that? No, I haven't. I'm actually excited for that one. I am too. I hope I didn't come down too hard on this one. I, I, I don't feel very strongly about it either way, so I'm not one of those people that's going to sit actually here. say that if you just... <laughs> I'm, yeah, but I'm not sitting here and being like, no, I know. I'm just this is it. not feminist, or this is definitely feminist. I'm just like, it's a movie, and <laughs> it's, it's a movie. I don't think it's feminist, but if that's what helps you sleep at night, Yamamoto, then go ahead. Sure. But, uh, yeah, so next week, we are watching Fantastic Planet, uh, the French animated film from 1973, the same year as Belladonna of Sadness. Um, very stoked about this one. Have not seen it. Have heard it's rad as hell, so. Yep, excited for that one. Me too. Alright, well, everybody. Belladonna. 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 <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us on this contentious episode of Watch Once Never Again. Where we tried to say so many things and yet didn't have words. It's a hard movie to just talk about. It it's really just, is. It's so abstract. You're like, I don't even know if what I'm saying is true. Because it's like, it's barely grounded in reality. Yeah. Abstract. That's a good word. I think I'm not as much of an abstract person. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not fair. This movie is just the fucking wild. But um, listeners, what do you think of the Belladonna of Sadness? Um what other animation movies should I be putting on this list? We already have kind of it solidified, but if we're missing a big one, let me know. Uh, you can send us an email uh, at gmail.com. That is W-O-N-A podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. I am at MB McAndrews. And I'm at Daxi Bobbin. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Twitter at Wona Podcast at W O N A Podcast. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Fantastic Planet. Bye. Bye. <laughs>